Hey guys, welcome to a midweek episode of the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And I got some feedback, some voice message feedback. Someone took advantage of the, the feature. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to insert those audio clips and I'll do a point per point answer or response to, to feedback. And again, guys, I can't emphasize this enough. I love getting feedback, negative or positive. Um, so... Yeah, I'm going to play you a clip and we'll jump into it. Hi, uh, my name is Paul. I'm from Dallas. Uh, I used to live in Atlanta, so I think we have some mutual friends. Blair and David Kim are actually really close friends of mine. I know Nicole. Uh, I've met her a few times, actually, too, very briefly, because I used to go to Handvision. But I wanted to talk about this Endgame podcast because there were some things I want to point out. And I think I only have a minute, so I might have to leave multiple voice messages. So just keep that in mind. Um, first of all, The Incredible Hulk. Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk did come after the first Iron Man. It was the second movie of the MCU, which is easily forgotten. Um, and then secondly, the Avengers were hinted in Iron Man 1. That's when Nick Fury appears in the first, as for the first time uh, as or in the post credit scene. And then Iron Man comes in the post credit scene, or I'm sorry, Robert Downey Jr. shows up in the post credit scene with the Hulk talking about the Avengers initiative to Colonel Ross. Uh, I'm going to continue the rest of my message in a second voice recording. Yeah, with with that, um, the order of the movies, I knew I was right. I knew that Jim was wrong, that Incredible Hulk did in fact come after Iron Man 1. But it, me convincing him that he was wrong wasn't crucial or critical to making my point. So I kind of was just whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I knew Jim was wrong and he often is and I am often correct. Okay, part two, um, time travel. Captain America showing up on the bench at the end of the movie. Um, so what I hear from the Russo brothers and the, or maybe the writers of the script as well is that Captain America ends up old back on the bench because after he quantum leaps back or you know he time travels back, he decides to stay there and live out his whole life. But in doing that, he creates a new timeline. And so he's living in a new timeline. He's not in the prime timeline where Professor Hulk and Winter Soldier and uh, Sam Wilson are all waiting for them, for him to come back. And, the old, and so Captain America comes back to the prime timeline somehow. And I'm thinking he's kept the, the time travel machine that Tony Stark created and just time traveled back. And then... Now, the question of how he ended up on the bench, I'm thinking he just time-traveled a few minutes earlier or a year earlier or something and just kind of lived one more year by himself there and just walked to the bench because he knew they'd be there. Yeah, so Captain America coming back to time, to the prime timeline, and having lived out his life in an alternate timeline, that makes sense to me. I think I am coming around to that. I, I am ready to kind of concede that that's not a huge plot hole. But my initial issue with it was the presentation because when you watch the movie, it almost seems like the movie's implying that Captain America lived out his life, his days in the prime timeline. And the reason he didn't come back through the machine was because he was already there. Um, so he just, instead of coming back through the machine, he came the long way, which was through just getting old. So, yeah, I... I I am coming around to it. I think I am, yeah, I am ready to say, sure, that's not a huge plot issue. And yeah, I, I want the listeners to know that 
I can be convinced to think in a way that's not just stubbornly sticking to my initial thought. Black Widow not being not having a funeral, I think also was actually a better plot point because I think you guys mentioned that Black Widow also is being a spy. Uh, not a lot of people know her. That's important. But I think the fact that Black Widow was privately grieved by her closest friends is actually much better than having a public funeral like Tony, uh, Tony Stark had. Since, like you guys said, Tony Stark um, is a public figure. Um, and so there are a lot of people. He influenced a lot of people, obviously, in the MCU and stuff. But uh, Black Widow, uh, she didn't have that. And her being privately grieved by the specific people that she died for, which is, you know, those Avengers, the ones that she worked with alongside, um, I think that's a much better plot point than um, them having a big funeral for her. And uh, they did mention her, right? Like, they did try to bring her back. Hulk said that he tried to bring her back. Um, Hawkeye and Wanda, at the end, they mentioned her as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point. People who complained about Natasha not getting her own funeral, I don't think are being reasonable because there really were a lot of heartfelt moments. And yeah, sure, they might not have had a official funeral, but um, yeah, it's not like she was completely forgotten. People did talk about her, like you said. And yeah, that moment of redemption when she gives her life for... The Soul Stone. I, I think that's plenty. And about the uh, agenda being pushed about population control, I'm with, uh, I think it's a Jim. I'm with Jim on this one. I think it was just a plot point. I think they wanted to show that Thanos' plan did work. Half the population being God made the world and the environment better, quote unquote. Um, but I think it even shows more so that, uh, you know, per conversation between uh Black Widow and Captain America that they still didn't move on. They saw that the world may have been better in that, you know, again, the environment was better, whatever, cleaner air, humpback whales in the Hudson, whatever the case is, all that might be quote unquote better, but they didn't move on because they lost and they're the Avengers and they have to avenge. And so I think um, it was just a plot point that yes, technically, are you going to take the good with the bad? And they were like, no, the bad was too bad. And they're going to, Go avenge their lost ones. You know, with, with this point, I, fine. I, I will I will concede that maybe it was 100% just uh, for the plot. But the conspiracy theorist and the pessimist in me can't 100% let go of the possibility that someone might use, you know, the biggest movie of the decade to push some sort of agenda. The world is a scary place. So, yeah, maybe I'm being ridiculous, but I would rather err on the side of caution and be on the lookout for for certain maniacal and or evil agendas pushed in mass media um, than be caught off guard and be surprised that someone did something like that. But again... I'm willing to I'm willing to admit that that might be a ridiculous thought but not 100% willing to say that it's impossible. Lastly, I think this one I did actually just want to ask you guys about what you thought what you guys thought about uh Professor Hulk. I personally did not like that we have to deal with 
a CGI Hulk basically the entire time. I guess, yes, it was like kind of funny, I guess, but I don't know. I just, it's a big green thing in the back for the, the whole movie, basically, and it was a bit like, ugh, I don't know. And also even Fat Thor, like I, I understand this. When I first saw it, I didn't like it when I first saw Fat Thor, but then I understood why the story wise that he suffered so much and he was feeling guilt and sadness through all the tragedy he went through. And so he got drunk and fat and stuff, but just, I didn't like how he looked. I, I think I'd rather, I was like halfway through the movie. I was hoping that like he would just, you know, lightening up and turn super muscular, just burn off all the fat or something. But anyway, just wanted to know what you guys thought about professor Hulk being there the whole time. So my issue with professor Hulk was that he was just completely underutilized. Because he's supposed to be the combination of the Hulk's strength and Dr. Banner's intellect. But really the only time that it mattered that he had the Hulk's strength was when, when he snapped, right? When he used a gauntlet to snap people back. And maybe also when he was back in 2000, was it 2005? I forget when the first Avengers was, but... When they go back to the events of the first Avengers, yeah, it was necessary that he looked like the Hulk, but his strength wasn't super crucial, right? So it just seemed like Professor Hulk could have been Dr. Banner the entire movie or all the way up until the very end of the movie, and it would have been exactly exactly the same. So that that's my issue with Professor Hulk. With Thor, I'm actually glad that he they kept him fat because... It's a, I think Jim mentioned this, but it's a transformation of the inner self and the motive and overcoming of the personal grief that he was dealing with that was completely unrelated to his physical appearance, right? So that's that's why I liked it. I liked that he overcame all these things internally. And yeah, I, I definitely do hope that they bring back slimmed down version of Thor in whatever movie he'll be in next. But for Endgame, I'm I'm glad they kept him fat throughout. And Jim's not with me, so I shouldn't speak on his behalf, but I will. I think that he just thinks the movie's perfect, and he gets offended whenever anyone says anything bad about the movie, so he probably would just say that he loved Professor Hulk and that he loved Fat Thor. So, Paul, thank you so much for all your feedback and your question. I love this because it felt like I was having a dialogue with you. And, yeah, I always love having dialogue with people, to, with the listeners. So, yeah, thank you so much for the feedback. By the way, I really liked your voice. And because I liked your voice, I'm not surprised to find out that you actually have your own podcast uh, with a friend. I, I guess I'm assuming it's a friend named Ben. Um, it's called the Our Lunch Break Podcast. And in the descriptions, it states that you guys talk about ministry in the local church and the MBA. I have to confess that I haven't heard it yet because I just found out about it. But yeah, everyone go listen because I get the feeling that it's it's going to be great. If If the feedback you left me is any indication sounds like your your podcast would be very interesting so uh, once again thank you so much for the feedback and making this episode possible and thank you guys for everyone listening again even if you had feedback on this feedback based episode please feel free to contact me email 
at ihthtpodcast at gmail.com. Through Instagram, uh, it's just I hope to hear this. And through the voice message. So thank you guys for listening and have a good day, night or morning or wherever you're, whenever you're listening to this.